with John Milius unavailable to return for the inevitable Conan sequel, director Richard Fleischer was chosen by Dino De Laurentiis. Fleischer was most well known for directing such films as The Vikings, Dr. Doolittle, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mako Iwamatsu returned to play Conan and the wizard narrator, respectively. While the role of Conan's sidekick from the first film was recast with a new character named Malik, played by Tracy Walter. The rest of the cast is a who's who of notable character actors and icons of the 1980s. Grace Jones plays Zula. In her first role, Olivia Diabo plays the virginal princess Jenna. NBA legend Wilt Chamberlain, in his only film role, plays Bombada, the princess's bodyguard. And Andre the Giant even has a cameo role as Dagoth, the godlike monster at the film's climax. Shot from November 1983 to February 1984, the producers sought to tone down the violence, feeling that the first film might have been more successful had it not been rated R. However, while it did achieve a PG rating after making several cuts, the film is still quite bloody as the PG-13 rating did not exist at the time. Receiving generally mixed reviews, the sequel went on to gross $31 million at the box office and was considered a moderate hit. Rather than make a sequel, Arnold fulfilled his picture quota with De Laurentiis by making Red Sonia, also directed by Richard Fleischer, the following year. With no intention of renewing his contract with De Laurentiis, Arnold Schwarzenegger moved on to other projects, solidifying his movie star status throughout the 1980s. This meant that Conan the Destroyer would remain as the final film in the series. While more recently, discussions of Arnold returning to portray the Sumerian hero once more have come to light, it remains to be seen if we will ever see him in the role that launched his career ever again. But what did we think of this movie? Get ready to fight a human-nippled beast monster, eat up all your jewels, and punch every camel you see square in its stupid camel face. And join me, Matt McGregor, along with my co-hosts Harris McCabe and Colin Shaw, as we chuck styrofoam boulders at the second and last movie in the epic Conan the Barbarian twofer franchise of films. This is 1984's Richard Fleischer classic, Conan the Destroyer. This is a show about franchises, sword and sorcery franchises. You're listening to License to Watch. Why in the world was this movie made? Tell us a story. Uh, so, like, on what was it? Uh, Sunday. Two Just days make ago, sure right? that the story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that it all comes full circle, and that there's plants and payoffs, not payoffs than plants. And <laughs> I'm making, I'm making zero promises uh, as to any of those things. Damn it. Uh, no, we. We watched this uh, video, this YouTube video, a reaction video about the most expensive home ever built, and it's only like twenty minutes away. It's actually, it's it's probably closer to Matt because it's like, it's sort of up towards four hundred five, like getting in into the hills and stuff. Uh, and we watched this video, and it's just like the guy who owns this place is so sad, and like his he's like a hundred million dollars in debt. He's like has this sob story about his COVID wife who left him and she went back to Argentina and they had this plan to make a charitable foundation to teach kids the arts when it seems like he's teaching them arts when they need like food, water and shelter, but whatever. 
and uh, the whole ha- the whole inside of the house is like ugly as fuck. It was clearly just built to be big, and like it's like not good. He has two bathrooms, uh, separate for men and women in the house, where he plans to put cameras over the urinals and monitors in the women's bathrooms, so that when the women go to the bathroom. They watch the men pee, and that's his plan to fix sexism. Uh, I was I, I was about to start <laughs> making fun of Colin for just basically recounting a YouTube clip or something, um, <laughs> and and then he got to the bathroom thing, and all of a sudden I was like, wait, tell me more. <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy, you you wouldn't believe it. Like his whole plan is to like just host events there, and it's so sad. Like you know how on MTV Cribs when they go to the people's houses, they get like a friend at least one friend to be like on a couch this guy's literally got like walking through like this giant place with like literally seven pools and there's no one there (laughs) like no one else at all he's like there's a bowling alley with like you know crazy colored lights and everything going on he's like we've never even by himself (laughs) no one has the fire festival of homes yeah (laughs) so then yeah, so then they look up like they look up what this guy's doing and like he's just throughout COVID, he was just still trying to throw parties there cuz he's in so much debt that he he like can't do anything. So he's like been throwing parties for people and he has one third of all of the like uh all of LA's COVID violations. A third, oh, man. For like gathering people during COVID, he has a third of all of them just from this place. And, like, his whole plan is to, like, he wants to host, like, a boxing match <laughs> at the place. It's it's literally the most expensive home ever built. And, like, it's, an in, it's, like, the biggest waste of space and, like, one of the saddest people I've ever seen. I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been turned into, like, a, a tent city or something. I feel like there's so many tent cities in this, we drove in this up town there. all of a sudden. We drove up there, and it's, like, totally vacant. Man, if he like wants to do right to it, he should invite the homeless in, man. <laughs> I know. That's the funny part. He keeps talking about how he wants to use it to change the world, but, like, it has to start with the pay-per-view boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> As oh, all and then he goes, good world-changing events do. <laughs> right. And then he goes, um, he's like, oh, yeah, there's also, like, staff quarters, and they're, like, they're, like, very clearly, like, <laughs> fucking, like, slave tenements. It's, like, <laughs> fucking awful. It's just the whole thing is just like so surreal, and then yeah, we drove up there to it to it because it's like twenty minutes away. We can drive right up to it, and it's massive. It's like it doesn't look like a home because it's too big and looks like it just looks like it's you know like airplane a shitty attempt. Warehouse. It looks like a shitty attempt to being the Getty. You know what I mean? Like just a like a like attempting to be the Getty but being like trash and you know know? sadly and stupidly that is probably (laughs) this place's future because it will be useless and you know at some point somebody's just gonna be like i guess the only thing we use it for is a museum or a skate i can't believe he like he got an 80 million dollar loan that became 100 million dollars of debt by just saying like i'm just building the biggest house (laughs) and like that and they were like they just gave him the fucking money and who is this guy they were like where does he get his wealth his name is Niall Niali, I think. Niles, something like that. That sounds way made up. <laughs> he wore uh, he wore sunglasses the entire time. Like yeah, just hide his really identity. sad. 
He's really sad about this ex-wife. This is a guy who was um, asked what his name was on the bank loan, and he just saw like a, a loose nail sitting <laughs> sticking out of the table. He was like, It's it's fucking crazy. But it just made me feel better. Like, just you know, like here's a guy who like wants you to feel like you're poor and he's rich, but he is actually a hundred million dollars in debt, and he's like done the biggest waste of space in 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 the fucking world yeah but he bowls <laughs> anytime he wants Going straight to the front of the line man i don't think he even does i think he just goes into the bowling alley and cries by himself <laughs> he tries to order like onion rings and there's no one working there and he's like damn well he's, <laughs> yeah no i mean he does bowl he just doesn't bowl as often as he could because he's got to spend a lot of time deodorizing the shoes every morning <laughs> <laughs> oh the the other best part was he's like he starts going like, oh, we're really into sustainability. Here, check this out. And he's like, the flowers in the front, these are actually artificial. These aren't real flowers, so they won't die and get old. I don't and know if that's like, what sustainability and then he's like, is. It's not what sustainability is at all. It's the opposite. Yeah. You're creating more plastic waste yeah. that will never fucking decompose. Good Lord. Any other Man. fun stories before we get started here? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That I that really that ties in well with the episode though because it is all about wealth inequality in the Conan universe. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, of course, the movie that we're talking about today is uh I should say Welcome to License to Watch. Uh we're talking about the second Conan Conan, Conan film. the Sustainability Coordinator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Recycle it. Do it now. As I'm watching him punch a camel for the second time. <laughs> that's, so, that's so stupid that they thought they needed to call back to the camel It was punch. my least favorite part of this movie. I have so much to unpack about that scene. Yeah, let's 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 hold off. I, I'm not even ready. I need to get my feet wet for a minute before we jump into that one. This movie, of course, is Conan the Destroyer, um, directed by Richard Fleischer, no longer John Milius. Uh, John Milius was not available for this one, apparently. Um, and uh, Co- uh, Arnold returns as Conan. Uh, we got a crazy cast of characters here. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. I have never seen this movie before. This is my first time seeing it. Um, joining us for this episode is a returning guest, and I should say, Norway is our second biggest base of of fans. <laughs> uh, I think we know. made didn't we make him speak Norwegian or something last time? Yeah. Last we did time, at, at the end of the episode, but I wanted to start out off we're, well actually we're now in the middle of the episode. But uh you know, I wanted to start out and say thank you Norway. Thank you to the Norwegian people. And Christian, you you you'll be happy to know that for a long time and it might still be that your the last episode you were on, the Lethal Weapon 2 episode was our most downloaded episode. Yeah. Hey, we blame you and, and <laughs> all of our up. Norwegian loyalists. Socialists. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, before we get started, Christian, do you have anything to say to the Norwegian people? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. We are very happy to hear you. I'm sorry that my Norse is not so good, but I have never used it. So... Talk for Disa Gutna or enjoy. Okay. I threw in one English word for him at the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> which, wait, which one of those words me- means male nipple? <laughs> I, I used nipple. all three, all three different words. <laughs> <laughs> for Audi, Indian. <laughs> yeah. 
Any <laughs> and pancake. Any nipple. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, if I'm ever to go to um, Norway, how would I say yeehaw in Norwegian? You would just say yeehaw. They, they actually country music's very popular there. Oddly enough, <laughs> so you know what uh, yeah. you know what I was uh, you know what I was thinking about like because we always we've always said like if we finally make it to number one in Norway, then we have to plan a Norway trip. But like, what if we get there and like I'm just like too well liked in Norway, and I'm like I can't I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving me a real sweet deal here, Harrison Matt. <laughs> like. Like it's too life is too good for me over here. That's when we bid you a fond farewell. We we say, hey, yeah. listen, we and replace you with a monkey or something. It's been a fun know. ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll cry when we say goodbye. You guys won't. <laughs> I, I won't cry only because the podcast will make so much more sense. But other than that, <laughs> you'll, it you'll would be, be an missed. even trade if if Norway gave us like their lamest podcaster in exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's Bonobo the jabbering chimp. <laughs> Bombada. It's like one of those it's like one of those jokes about a bad like it's like one of those jokes about a bad sports trade. They give you like a fucking Gatorade cooler and like a, a towel rack or something. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Like I think that was the uh what was the the was it Woody Harrelson and and Will Ferrell where he's like I I I wish you were still a washing machine or whatever. Yeah, I wish you were still oh. a washing machine. I I saw a funny one the other day. What was it? Uh, it's Shannon Sharp about um, fucking uh, Kuzma, and he's like, I would trade Kuzma for a pack of Clorox wipes. Oh no! I was like, that's fucking cold, man. Ouch. <laughs> um, Christian, Christian, what's your what's your history with this movie? Uh, are you a fan of it? Have you seen it before? So- this movie came out in 1984, and I was four years old at the time, but I didn't really grow to appreciate it until I was closer to seven or eight. But, you know, at the time, I was a huge Masters of the Universe fan, and I, to me, this kind of felt like the closest thing to that in live action. And uh, Much much you know, closer than the actual Masters of the Universe. Oh, exa- exactly, <laughs> much closer. And, you know, it's got that, it's kind of got that weird Saturday morning cartoon feel about it, and... Um, the characters are all over the top and it's, you know, it's a ragtag group on a quest, you know, as a kid, I, I adored this movie and you know, there are a couple, we can talk about it later, but there are a couple parts that like freaked me out and there were other parts that like confused me. <laughs> um, but as when I say confused, I mean like they were maybe a little too exp- explicit for a kid, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes. And I've watched this movie so many times and, and, uh, I didn't read so it you're saying you uh, actually learned the birds and the bees from uh, no. the, the, the little speech that guy gives. No, when a man he does he takes the woman he he holds her in a way. You just grab him. And you just <laughs> you take just him. Grab him. You just take him. Yeah. Yeah. All the sex talk so in this funny. movie is awkward, and it's like one of those things where like, are, are you are they just in character speaking euphemistically, or did the writer really? Not right not get it. <laughs> like it's hard to tell sometimes. It's just like, okay, so I've got this scene that I want to have a sex talk in, and the internet isn't invented yet, and I'm a virgin, and I have no idea what I'm doing here. So, let's so just... um, how do you sex? But, yeah. yeah, let's just keep it vague, Honestly, and nobody will notice. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I like the scene because uh, surprise, surprise, I thought Olivia Dabo was really good in this. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Classic Colin. Boy, oy, oy, oy. We we gotta have like the morning the morning disc jockey sound effects no. for every time Colin decides that an actress is super talented, no. who just coincidentally happens to be very hot. That's not fair. I thought all I thought all the actresses in this movie. For the were record, talented. Colin thinks all hot actresses are super talented, not just <laughs> Olivia Diablo. <laughs> You might change your mind when you find out how old she was in this movie. Oh, now we need. Do you want me to tell you how old she was in this movie? Now we need like this sad (laughs) slide whistle sound where it's like. (laughs) I'll add it. Inflating, yeah. (laughs) You see, they are the ones saying "boing." Okay, I didn't say that. I'm just describing the action that I'm seeing on the Zoom call for the folks at home. This is unfair. Wait, just for the record, how old is she in this movie? (laughs) In this movie, yeah. this will blow your mind. She's 14 years old. No. And she kisses no. Arnold Schwarzenegger on the mouth. Barely. It is, yeah, I sw- look it up. She's kiss. 14. And the only reason yeah. I know that is because the same year she was in uh, a Bo Derek movie. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I read about fully, this. She did a fully nude scene, and she was only 14. So it was like this really controversial thing. Yeah, wow. she's 14 in this movie. That is controversial and a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad I didn't think she was that good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I saw this movie when I was under 14. Did you, what do you think your grandfather did? <laughs> so I looked her up uh, to see what else she was in because I feel like she's so familiar. I mean, I know that her sister or her cousin or something is yep, is Miriam. in one of the Bond movies. Yeah. Um, her identical cousin, Miriam. Yeah. What is she in? Oh, she's in uh, Living Daylights. Is that the yep. one? Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm looking her up and I'm like, God, her face is so familiar to me. I know she's from something. And finally, Christian, I landed on it. Do you remember in Wayne's world Two when Garth meets his like female equivalent and she looks exactly like him? Dude, that's That's her. That was her. Wow. That's crazy. That's can't believe it. See, she is good. She, (laughs) she was also the older sister on the wonder years. Um, for those of you who remember oh, that show. I always wondered about that for years <laughs> and she was also she also had a recurring run as a, a serial killer on law and order criminal intent opposite Vincent D'Onofrio oh wow yeah she's got strong serial killer vibes according to her IMDB this was her first movie ever Conan the Destroyer good huh. start that's good start that's a good start did she have a career first or her cousin I think it was her cousin but i, I would know. assume it's her cousin but i don't know i'm not sure i guess we, we should have got a dabo i guess we can use the internet to look it up but <laughs> colin who's hotter so, this one or the other uh, Diablo? so wait it, the other one is from living daylights yeah i remember the she's, with, she she's ca- the one she's a cello player cello. Right? yeah exactly man i don't know man i i think i gotta go you know what i don't i shouldn't be made to choose i you know, you guys already made me to look like one of them perverts. Yeah, just so you know, fair. this is a trap. This is a trap. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is it seems like a trap. It seems like a trap. I'm, the, I'm, I'm backing away. Okay, All right, look, um, we're, we're already talking about the cast. Uh, you know, obviously we got the love interest, but there's there's another. There's, there's a, like oh, Christian man. mentioned, there's a band of crazy characters in this movie. Let, let's start hitting the, the heavy hitters here. I mean, we got Wilt Chamberlain. Another Bond veteran. Oh, sorry. Who's the other Bond veteran? Oh, 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 yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Here she is. Grace Be- Jones. On my screen right now. 
Yeah. Well, we got Mr. Statistics himself on the basketball court and in the bedroom, Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> who who makes uh, Arnold look very, very small every time they're in a scene together. Right. And here's a fun fact. Uh, you know, the, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but the monster at the end was actually played by Will Andre the Giant. Oh, I was oh say, really? They should have yeah. said, well, do double time. Why didn't they just put him in the giant suit? <laughs> yeah, no, probably wasn't real. like girthy enough. Yeah, Andre the Giant's bigger in the middle. He didn't work for peanuts. Not the middle of the court, but the middle of the body. Well, yeah, Will Chamberlain's that. little in the middle, but he's got much back. <laughs> oh. Um, then we got uh, we got Bob the Goon is in this movie. Yep. Hell yes. <laughs> Killing it. How many jewels did he eat? What's the over-under on that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was one thing as a kid. I was like, is that candy? I was confused. I was like, is he eating, like, suckers? Is he? <laughs> is that candy? Like, why isn't there a scene with him, like, shitting or puking? <laughs> or at the end, they just it. show him with, like, a pile of the jewels, and you know where they came from, yeah. Or just, yeah, at the end, they just show him digging through a pile of his own feces. <laughs> That's, like, it's got, like, brown everywhere. That's the final shot of yeah. the movie. It, like, fades yeah. out gracefully as he's like... <laughs> but honestly, the thing is, is, like, so, yeah, you're a jewel thief, and every once in a while you have to swallow a jewel and, and, like, regurgitate it to get away with it. But the way he's consuming them, he's just putting them down left and right. That man's going to fucking die, okay? It's... I didn't see him eat any real food. <laughs> no water or anything. <laughs> no water! Yeah, he no, he was... It, it was... It started off as just, like, a practical measure to hide the jewels, and then he was like, you know, these aren't bad. <laughs> I'm you know, it's funny. Kinda, this is a funny. I'm, I'm digging this. This is kind of funny. So I mentioned Wilt Chamberlain and his, uh, you know, 20,000 women thing. And it's funny because his character in the movie is tasked with protecting the girl's virginity. <laughs> and it's like, yep. Wrong guy to ask. Never happened in real life. Yeah. This is how you know that this is how good an actor he was. He really should have made more movies. Exactly. I was convinced. Is he in other movies or is this his sole uh, film uh, I... debut? I, I don't, don't know, know if anything, anything else. Um, I mean, I he might. He, I figure. I feel like he must have been, except that I just. I feel like I would also probably know it if he was. He's been in. Uh, w- this was the only movie, and then he was in Any Given Sunday. As a oh, cameo, really? As a cameo. Was he and one of the dicks? He's, <laughs> he played himself. He plays himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. uh, some TV. Yes. Si- some, yeah, he just appeared on some uh, like variety show so yeah this is his only acting role wow, wow. he wasn't bad he wasn't bad at all and no. i read that he replaced someone at the last second too they had someone else That's who was choice. it matt i don't know they didn't say oh he was kind of the, it was cool because he was just as intimidating as arnold but in a different way you know arnold's this big beefy guy and he wields this big tower so it's kind of cool to have those two well you know types of characters a, yeah. as i'm watching this uh for the first time i'm I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, is Arnold bigger? Like, is I couldn't remember. I'm like, how tall is Will Chamberlain? I'm like, I thought he was really tall, you know. And the whole like first half of this movie is him on horseback, so you can't really like right. tell how tall he is until <laughs> all of a sudden, like, there's one shot where they're like trying to get into somewhere and like he's standing. They're like next pushing to up a wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like two times the size of him. He's like gigantic. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how tall uh, Olivia Diabo is because there's a scene where she, like, comes up almost to Wilt Chamberlain's, like, um, sternum 
And I was like, shit, she's pretty tall because that's that's a little like she's literally not even coming up to his nipples. And I'm like, wow, she must be really big because he's very tall. Um, he's you also- know, like it, he had an acting coach and like the whole job of the acting coach was like teaching him how to crouch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shot where like it looks like his feet are going to drag the ground when the horse is coming like right at the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand how the. They they must have had like giant horses. Yeah, on IMDb they said they had a hard time finding him a horse. They had to bring one in from Spain or from Mexico or something mm. like that. A special order him a horse. It's yeah. like a giant horse, right? He went he went through eighteen horses on this movie, and that was just his meal budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Every horse they sh- every horse showed up and immediately tried to run away and they had to be like, "No, you're doing the scene." Um, yeah, no, and there was also a lot of like behind the scenes stories about. Um, him and Arnold having like weightlifting contests and how he just kicked Arnold's ass in every weightlifting contest because he just, you know, Wilt was like a professional athlete who was just, you know, yeah. could just absolutely kill a well conditioned. Yeah. He was like, he was famous in the yeah. NBA for, for like breaking records of bench press weights and stuff like that. Cause he was, he just, it, it it's easy to look at him in the short shorts on the basketball court being so tall and think that he was thin but it's kind of like a Yao Ming thing. Like if you ever saw him in person, his legs were like tree trunks and you know, it's like, he just looks thin because he's so huge, but in actuality, he's like, you know, just dense, just solid yeah, muscle. I, I believe it. I've, I've heard of Wilt Chamberlain, believe it or not. I've heard of him before. <laughs> he's pretty famous. Let's talk about May Day herself. Grace Jones is in this movie. I was surprised to find out that she doesn't have a very long filmography. She's pretty much in this and, uh, View to a kill and 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 Sting's Demolition Man video. Oh no, it's not Sting's Demolition Man video. She did her yeah, it's her Demolition Man video. She oh she she's on she, a lot of soundtracks. Yeah, she, she recorded sings. the song Demolition Man. Yes, and um, I think she might have even done the original version of that and is in the video rocking very hard. You guys knew this. You knew you knew she basically introduced Dolph Lundgren into Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we covered that. Did they we? were a couple, like intense. Because he was some Swedish model that she dated. And he was and just they, hanging out on set he, a lot. Hanging out with yeah, her. Yeah, and they're places. like, you're yeah. kind of a useful guy. You know martial arts. And then, boom, he's a movie Oh, star. we did cover this. Because doesn't yeah. he show up yeah. as a like an extra in some movie that we covered? And we I like, think it's a, a view to a kill. I think we talked oh, about this in the view to a kill episode. Is... Because he's like one of the random background guys. And it's like, what's Dolph Lundgren doing in this movie? And it's literally because she was just dragging him to set every day to hang out. And they're like, hey, put on a suit. Get in the background there. What an odd couple. And the legend was uh, born. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> um, speaking the straight of to DVD legend. Odd couple. I think that um, the the slight romance between Grace Jones and Tracy Walter in this movie is a very odd pairing um, of the the, <laughs> the thief Bob the Goon and, uh, and uh, Mayday. I love the scene when he's like rubbing the cream into her wound and on her leg. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm rubbing like, your wound. I'm, tr- I'm trying to touch outer labia. Yeah. <laughs> who, knew, who knew eating rocks was a, such an erotic thing to Erotic. do? <laughs> yeah. It's an aphrodisiac. It's got him hard as a rock. Yeah. I eat diamonds, and now I am diamonds. Christian, why'd you do that? I'm sorry. No, I actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I never. I'm sorry. I never blame the guests. We gotta blame Matt. Matt, why'd you do that? 
don't bring me into this. I, I want no association. <laughs> There's one of the one of uh, Hollywood's kind of unsung badasses is also in this. He was in uh, Never Say Never Again. He was in Rage of the Lost Ark, uh, Temple of Doom. His name's Pat Roach. He's the guy that Indy fights under the plane, and he he he's always the guy that Indy fights in the like pinnacle fight, the big the big henchman guy. Um, he he plays yeah. the yep. beast with nipples in this, the like, and he's mm-hmm. <laughs> very odd looking. But it's just funny to me. Oh, yeah. They always pick these. He always plays this like tough as hell, um, genie wearing pant bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's always got these big genie kind of pants on. He he was in the first Conan movie too, right? Yeah, he was. Yep. And and had I think multiple parts in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark and was actually in all three of the first three Raiders or Indiana Jones movies. You know that's um, actually how you become a genie is um, <laughs> if you if you if you meet a genie and you see them and you're like oh I wish I could wear pants like that boom you're trapped in the bottle genie's free it's over even if you you're say something more wishes. ambiguous like I could never pull off those pants yeah it's over boom it's yeah boom. <laughs> You're you know, trapped. In some ways, though, it's kind of cool. That was another reason that was appealing about this movie. There are some like Indiana Jones elements to this movie, like the treasure hunting and like booby trap temples and like especially yeah. Like, there's a scene where they they have to recover the the horn, which is very phallic. But um, and they, she has to walk into the fire like Khaleesi. It was a very Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. Yeah, it's um, it's almost like this movie was really trying to hit the franchise's stride and then the franchise never happened you know like (laughs) yeah although i don't understand i mean i know i know the reasons why but i don't understand why somebody couldn't have worked this out because it was a i mean i guess it wasn't a successful movie i guess Mm -hmm. that's the real answer but like it was a good movie and it seems like this was this was built to be a, a solid franchise. They clearly set all the building blocks in place and they had the continuity of um, Mako comes back as Akiro, the magician. He's good. And he's narrating and they kind of, you know, they had callbacks to the first one and they had the, <laughs> the sort camel. of similar ending. <laughs> yeah. The fucking camera. Crumb. crumb um, should, wait, should we just do the summary? Should, is it, is it, I think so. Yeah. Summary? Let's just knock it out. I love Harris's disappointment though. It's like, you had a time machine and you didn't go back to kill Hitler. You went back to try to make Conan three. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're trying to right wrongs and undo injustices, who am I to who am I to say which one is like the greater wrong? You know, like I don't know. I'm not going to qualify. I'm going to get not going to get a, d- a debate and try to qualify these. Yeah, things, Colin, you know? have you ever like, heard of the butterfly effect? Who knows what okay. effects right, will right. happen? Yeah, uh, as a result of. I don't even know. All right, Harris, you ready? Exactly. Yeah, I guess I'm not. I'm gonna kill this. I'm, I'm, I mean, the plot's I'm not that hard. I mean, I feel like you can knock this one out. Just, just you know, maybe. Much like myself, just try to stay away from the details and just get the the large. I'm gonna sloth. look. I'm gonna look up after I finish describing the first act, and it's gonna be like a minute and thirties gone yes, by. Yes, that always happens. Okay, here we go. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Conan. Okay, so we pick up with Conan and this thief guy who isn't the thief from the last movie. It's a new thief. It's Bob the Goon. Oh, I'm already blowing it. <laughs> and they get attacked by these <laughs> random dudes, um, and they think it's a guy they stole money from, but it turns out that it's his queen, Teramis, 
and Wilt Chamberlain and the Queen is trying to hire her, Conan for a job but instead like to do that she has like eight of his her guys get killed by him and the job is to escort her niece to this place where she's got to get a crystal from a wizard and the crystal leads her to a horn and then they're going to bring the horn back and that's how the queen is going to resurrect this god um, according to some prophecy. So they set off on this journey and along the way they pick up um, this wizard Akiro that was from the first movie and they also pick up Zula, uh, a uh, Grace Jones. And um, and then so uh, they, get the, they get to this wizard's place and a bunch of shit happens and the girl gets kidnapped and they go in after her and they fight the wizard and they beat him and um, and they get the crystal and then they go and uh, they and they get ambushed by the guard the queen's guards and they're like what the fuck are these guys doing and then Will Chamberlain tries to kill Conan and he's like what the fuck did you do that for and Will Chamberlain says I thought you were trying to hurt Jenna the girl and for some reason Conan buys this because he's a fucking moron I don't know um, and so then uh, they continue on and they get the horn from this ancient temple and they have to like fight their way out and, and there's engravings and weird shit and then they go back to the um, to the I can't even remember but they go back to the queen and the queen takes the girl and it turns out she's going to have to sacrifice Jenna in order for the prophecy to come through and they find this out and Conan and the thief and the wizard and the Grace Jones all raid the temple and they have to fight the monster because the god becomes a monster and Conan has to rip its horn out with his bare hands and at the end they live happily ever after except for Conan who doesn't want to marry the hot 14 year old (laughs) he decides to wander the earth and be miserable on his throne again the end alright not your best that wasn't that wasn't not terrible (laughs) that was better than I really didn't prepare so I you know um, also, the, there's something about um, we've had Jenna, we've had Jenna Quigley as a guest before, and there's something about every time they say the name Jenna in this movie, I also always think of Kyle saying his wife's name as Jenna. 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 I always just every time they said it in this movie, I was like, that doesn't seem like a Conan name. I know they spell it with an H, but you but can't hear the H, so it just right. sounds like you're saying yeah, you Jenna. Can't, you can't hear the H. Where is the H? It's like J-E-H-N-N-A. Um, I, I mean, it oh. could be anywhere, though, Colin, because you can't hear it. Yeah. Right. It's, like, it's like H-J-N-A. It might as well be. Are you saying you want Jenna. an H-J from a 14-year-old, Colin? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. There's your Just cold open. deeper, it. Colin. <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to me? Just stop already. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Did you guys catch that all when they're in the cave and they're breathing and like you can see the smoke breath like coming out? Like like they, they're all vaping. Uh, yeah. They, it looks like they're all vaping. They definitely have like some effect or there's like something in their mouth that is like projecting uh the smoke. It, yeah, it's Well, it, there's one um there's there's one I I couldn't figure out how the thief was doing it repeatedly in one scene without breaking, but there's one point where they all walk through a door and every one of them turns to favor camera slightly and blows a plume of smoke out of their mouth and then turns and walks down the hallway. Like, they must have just, like, took it, taken a drag. Walking I'm watching that shot right now, actually. That is happening. Uh, on, uh, yeah. on IMDb, it says they all had dry ice in their mouths because they couldn't afford to make the set cold. So there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's, it's distracting. It looks so strange. Yeah, it looks not. Yeah, especially because it. it's not like breath. It's clearly like them blowing <laughs> yeah. you know, steam from their mouth. 
I like it because the whole magic that's like a whole magical castle like it's mysterious it's like maybe it's not just cold that's happening to them you maybe know? Yes. it's any, anybody who enters this castle shall have the affliction of dry ice in thy <laughs> mouth yeah <laughs> that's a spell that's it that's like that's like on page six of this also this spell this book. beast you know I think Matt's <laughs> at the same part I am but this beast always remind me of uh uh Oh crap! The 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 villain, the Mumra from uh, Thundercats, mm, with his yeah. red hood and like he's kind of got the Mumra face a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little bit like an Urukai as well. Oh, he yeah. totally. The does. mouth yeah. is really Lord weird. He does, yeah. 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 So this is basically like this is like your um, He-Man Thundercats fantasy crossover right now. So I have a totally. question for Colin. <laughs> Colin didn't didn't uh, Conan get rid of his Wheel of Pain necklace in the first movie? Didn't he rip it off? Yeah, but he got a gold one for his second movie. We saw that? I know he ripped it off as a statement, um, but, you know, like, he liked it. He ripped it off and handed it to the jeweler to have it gold <laughs> I guess, yeah. He's like, I imagine he's like, take this and bling this up for me. <laughs> I imagine he, like, he rips it off. Yeah, he rips it off. He throw he throws it aside and like forgets about it for a while. But then like he does, he meets like a you know a jeweler a jeweler from this realm from this crazy land. And then he's like, "Yeah, I can do whatever I want now. I'm free." But I I miss my necklace. It reminded me of the pain. But I'm I'm better than the pain. He it, what what happened was for a while there he was wearing a house of pain necklace. And mm. then that sort of fell out of fashion. And yeah. um, he was like, oh, those guys aren't cool Jump anymore. around. <laughs> yeah, jump around. I love it. While, while he's, while he's fighting that beast, I love that shot when he's twirling him around and you just see him looking up like, ah, that's such a great <laughs> yeah. shot. It's so hokey, but I love it. I was actually expecting really this movie one. to be way hokier, uh, you know, but I'm, I was surprised at how like on par this movie is with, with the first one. It's got a little bit more fantastical elements going on with monsters and stuff. But, I mean, we're in, like, a fucking sword and sorcerer world, you know? Yeah. Like, so A lot of saucers. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like an animated like, I'm kind of okay with pterodactyl. That. that was kind of cool. Yeah, the first one had James awesome. Earl Jones transforming himself into a giant snake. So it's not yeah. like <laughs> we're, we don't have some fantasy elements involved in these. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, no... I, I think the mist pterodactyl was like when I was really hooked in by the movie the original time I saw it. I can't really remember that well because it was a long time ago. But when that mist pterodactyl shows up, it's like, Can oh, we start man. calling it a mistodactyl to save you that <laughs> syllable? Uh, I don't know. Is the P still it doesn't silent? doesn't have that ring to it that I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the, the cheesiest and my least favorite part of this movie? now Ooh, please that we, Wait. we teased it earlier i have an idea though what if it's like a song and we we take the melody from kelly clarkson's miss independent and it's like what happened to miss pterodactyl <laughs> and like i feel like that would be so much funnier if i had any idea what song yeah it was. same <laughs> it's like oh fuck you guys i mean <laughs> sorry i don't like being mean to them even though they continue to try to make me look like a pervert <laughs> I've asked them to stop politely. Oh my god, can we continue calling it pervert? <laughs> yes. That's how you say it. Christian, how do you oh say god. pervert? 
just like no, that. No, that's like... That's, I'm not going to say it it'll be like used the, against me. I know it. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're saying it like it's a verb, but you're using it like it's a noun. <laughs> Harris, what's your favorite cheesy part of this movie? My least favorite cheesy part is when he punches the camel. It's just so... It's so dumb. It's so dumb and forced. It's trying... In a movie that really seems like it's effortlessly kind of adventuring, it's the one part where it feels like this movie's trying way too hard. Okay, okay. Well, here's the the and camel did bukkake all over him, so that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like even the entire start of the conversation, like the reason the camel spits at him is because he right. acknowledges that it's the camel from the previous movie that he punched, <laughs> right. but he only acknowledges this because the thief that he's with reminds him, but that thief wasn't fucking there because exactly. the thief was a different thief in the previous You're movie. You're stealing the thing That's I was so just about to say. Sense. But yeah, oh, sorry, I was man. like... Go go, say it all. I'll just, I'll just edit me out of this one. <laughs> so the guy says, doesn't that animal look familiar? And my first thought was exactly that. Like, how did the fuck does this guy know he wasn't there? What... Is this is his punch to the camel known far and wide in this world? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I interpret it. He's like he's known for like having a beef with this camel or camels in general, and like Holding that leads destroyer. me to believe that he. Yeah, that leads me to believe that like when he was wasted in the village in the first one and punched a camel, that was just one incident in like a a, a, a pattern, if you will, of of behavior. Like he's a serial camel puncher. Yes, I th- I think so. Well, you know, he does um, punch a horse later during the fight, during that opening fight where he yeah. murders a bunch of the Queen's guards as a job audition or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah, it's just Conan is like just really violent towards animals. Like he can't help it. I mean, you know? put a fucking shirt on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because well, yeah he had he was clothed a lot more in the first one like he didn't show this much skin in the first one if i remember right i think he oh yeah yeah he wore pants a yeah. little bit more did he wear pants i know he wears pants in red sonia i don't remember him wearing a lot of pants in the first one i need my slacks he's not wearing a lot of... but slightly he, more than this he does seem like he's like got a real good like pump going in this one i don't know if he yeah. I, I can't remember he just seems like he's bulkier than he was in the first and he he looked big in the first one but in this one there's some scenes where he's like posing with his sword that i'm like jesus this guy's bulbous <laughs> yeah. i thought yeah i thought he looked tanner is uh is what i i saw like more of a coloration to the skin that looked like he'd he'd been getting that sun out there on venice beach maybe Wow, I really shut down the conversation with like just saying he looked tanned. What the fuck? We're all mesmerized by whatever scene we're all watching. Yeah. Right. When I pump, it's like I'm coming. Also, and I love this. This was a this was a big yeah. trope in it calming happens in Red Sonya too. This whole we killed the boss, now the whole castle's gonna collapse. Let's right. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no yes. explanation as to why it just starts collapsing. Well, it was all an illusion. It's a magic castle. Yeah, I think this is another one where I don't know if this this like these type of movies inform video games um, or vice versa. I assume based on the year, I assume it's, it's these movies informing the games, but it is such like a video game scenario where you beat the big boss and then the whole world just crumbles as you escape, you know? Yeah. Um, also, why no great Conan video games? I, I this is a real missed yeah, opportunity. I, I haven't played the, the PS4. Well, what was one, that one that was kind of like Conan good. where the, it was like a guy with an ax, um, 
Gauntlet. Golden Gauntlet Axe? Legends? Golden Axe is what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, yeah, of. Golden yeah. Axe. Yeah, Golden mm-hmm. Axe. Uh, here's the thing. When he, like, finally throws the sword through the final mirror and then the guy walks out, he looks really sad. Like, the wizard, the evil <laughs> wizard, he looks really sad. And I, I actually kind of felt, like, a little bit of sympathy for the that evil wizard. Because at that point, you know, we don't know exactly how evil he was, you know? He just he wanted to make it... Sure, he was probably pretty evil. I don't know. He don't seemed know like he could have been like a merry prankster. Yeah, is he like megalomaniac <laughs> evil or like middle management yeah. evil? We don't quite know. Yeah, or or guard this precious stone that could bring back an evil demon evil. He did kidnap he, a 14-year-old and put him in his bed so he could be a pervert. What do you guys say? Prevert? Pervert? The yeah. bed he put her in did not look <laughs> of that world. Did you guys catch that? No. <laughs> it looked of yeah. like Sears, 1982. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he could have been misguided in some way. Like he was told that this was, I don't know. I don't well, he puts know. her, he puts her in the waterbed and he doesn't do anything about it. So maybe he was just being paternal and protective. It's, He's like, listen, possible. you can't steal my precious jewel, but you can have a nice nap in this waterbed from Sears. And <laughs> I'm not going to do anything perverted. See, per- I'm perverted. trying to mispronounce it the other way. Too. Perverted. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, this set is pretty fucking cool, though. I like this whole, like, ice castle yeah. or whatever. There is a... I think it's supposed to be, like, a combination of, like, what we think of as, like, a, an an ice-type material, but also, like, a crystal-type material. Like, it's supposed to look like both, kind of. Yeah, ice comes know. in crystals. Um, coming. Will Chamberlain's hips are, like, up around uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> oh, shoulders. Yeah. I like this shot where, like, they're escaping the ice castle, and there's, like, in the foreground all these big, like, ice pillars, and it's clearly, like, the yeah. cameraman, like, kicking them, and, like, one by one, they fall. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember yeah. that? <laughs> yes. I like when they're rowing away, and it's like, whatever Conan's doing to row the boat does not look, it, does not look like propulsion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it looks like he's just, he's like... Stirring. And that, that oar isn't very yeah. uh, ergonomic. It's got, like, big horns that'll jab you in the chest. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Move. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has a big range of motion either. It looks like it only goes back and forth like about a foot. <laughs> right, because I think it's just a thing that you use to steer, really. <laughs> and he's kind of yeah. just flicking it back and forth. You still yeah, and no one's I helping think. him at all. For yeah. There's a ton of times where, like, no one helps Conan. They're just like, we know what he's here for. He's here to, like, do all the things that require any kind of strength or action. <laughs> you know? One of the things that I find endearing about these movies that is kind of cheesy and about a lot of the things from this era is um like the large amount of styrofoam rocks that you see in these things mm-hmm. um yeah. like basically anytime a, a you know a temple crumbles or an earthquake happens or a monster attacks there's always an a, an array of large like torso sized rocks that just kind of bounce around unnaturally <laughs> and like yeah. occasionally will glance off of people without them noticing and stuff. They're very um, convincing until you see the movie. There's that one shot in particular like where he's like stuck in the, like, like the rocks fall down and they're stuck in the cave when uh, Bombada is escaping, you know, he's like kidnapping the girl basically. And then Arnold has to like roll across them and they just, they don't even add the sound effect of like rocks, like crumbling into each other. But, right. And so it just clearly is like styrofoam <laughs> pillows that he's like rolling over. Um, I love how in like, yeah, like 
worlds like this that a cave-in is possible basically like in any kind of cave you know you just if you hit if you hit the ceiling hard enough you're gonna have a cave-in that's like the size of a door that closes don't sneeze i don't want the cave-in i'm watching that uh sword fight where you were talking about earlier it's basically a flex off with swords he's just sitting there flexing and posing oh my gosh he's huge uh fun fact the guy he's fighting actually played uh thorgrim in conan one the guy with the big mallet um, yeah, Sven Ol- oh, yeah. Sven Ola Torsen. I guess he's he's one of Arnold's good friends, so he's in a lot of Arnold's movies. And uh, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but the guy he's fighting in the Destroyer is wearing like a snake helmet, kind of a callback maybe to the first movie a little bit without directly tying it in. I don't know. You're talking about oh, the yeah, maybe this guy's part of that snake. Oh yeah, cult. look at that. It is a snake. I'm watching that scene right now. Yeah, yeah. Christian. I think we're like, at the that same. That guy's the really same guy that he kills in the first Conan with the the guy with the big mallet. Yeah. I'm really surprised in this movie there's not an instance where he sees like a statue or uh, an artifact or an actual snake or something snake shaped and says I hate snake you know like just <laughs> yeah. to fucking snakes. like it's why did it have to be snakes <laughs> yeah right? fuck you snake but like isn't that better isn't that better than making him punch a camel again <laughs> like, yeah. I, I realize it's like it's not a lot better but. I had a bad experience with snakes. When I step on the snake, it's like I'm coming. Instead, I, also, I also hate James Earl Jones. Get that guy yeah. away from me. But instead, they want to play up the fact that he's known throughout the realm. For punching a camel. For hitting <laughs> camels. I wonder if that's from I'll, comic book I'll lore. S- <laughs> Maybe. I think it was probably just the biggest laugh moment of the first movie, and they were like, oh, we got to bring that back. Everyone loves it. In the first um, five minutes. Except PETA. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. They yeah. won't understand that it's a sequel unless we bring this back. It'll really tie um, it all together. I, I <laughs> this sword fight wasn't a. It's probably the most elaborate sword fight in any of these Conan movies. Yeah. It wasn't a good sword fight, in, in like the sense of you know it. It just sort of looks like they're clacking their swords together. It's very reminiscent of the Red Sonja sword fight where they're just like <laughs> taking turns, you know, hitting each other in the swords with their swords. But I will say this: at least. The guy didn't use the normal goon strategy of charging at Conan stomach first with his sword yeah. high above his head. <laughs> so there'd be a huge the, explosion like, of the, blood when he hits him. The please, I have too many guts. Can you help me with this <laughs> attack? I, I do feel like the action choreography has some uh, some more stuff going on. There's so, there's some actual moves. He's he's better with the sword, like twirling it and he twirls it, you know, yeah. moving it like with speed and stuff like that. And then you also see a lot of like cool moves out of the other actors doing physical stuff. You know, uh, yeah. one thing that like stuck out to me when I watched it is um, the what's the thief Malik, right, Malik. So, like, he's kind of a coward in the battles, and he just hangs back with his couple of little daggers and, like, just kills a guy every once in a while. But, like, I started to notice he's actually, like, doing, like, a lot of murders. Like, if anyone goes down with, like, a regular injury, he's, like, making them real dead. And, like, (laughs) it's kind of disturbing if you think about it. Like, he's just going around, and if a guy, like, got slashed in the leg, and he's like, I'm not fighting Conan anymore, he's, like, going up to them and, like, stabbing them in the gut and slitting their throat. Oh, yeah. If if there was, like, a Geneva Convention in this world, (laughs) he would be tried for war crimes because he's constantly, like, (laughs) 
killing <laughs> injured enemy combatants and stuff like yeah. that. Like he's the only one who's actually murdering people. Other people are just killing people in combat. He's like, but he's I the comic relief. In the spleen when he's not. Yeah, looking? yeah. <laughs> that's what's so weird about it is he's the comic relief guy, but he's also like the, the nastiest murderer in the fucking the, old the thing. murdery comic relief. So guy. now wait, uh, <laughs> yeah, Harris. Like, he, uh, he, you mentioned in your in your summary there that it was a different guy in the first movie, right? Is it supposed to be? Yes. Is he? He's not supposed to be the same guy. They have different names. They have different names. No, they're, yeah. they're, he's a thief type. So what? That guy? They just didn't so like, want that guy back, I guess. And remember, the other guy was an archer, and this guy is a sneaky, Daggers. backstabbing dagger yeah. guy. And he eats jewels. The other guy didn't eat any jewels. <laughs> a jewel-eating dagger. I mean, this guy's way more interesting. Biter. I like this guy. He's more memorable. To yeah. Me. Uh, the thing is, is like Conan is in the Conan world and like, you know, he had the brotherhood with the first thief guy and, you know, whatever happened between them or like maybe something happened to him. We don't know. But Conan lost that guy in his life. And like what he's moved on to is knowing that he to, you know, the, the partner he needs for like his questing, you know, is it like another thief type? And that's how he, he came across Malik and... That That's was the, what the casting notice said. Yes. Conan yes. looking for thief type. Um, <laughs> thief type. You know, uh, race not specified, um, you know, somewhere between the age of 30 and 40. Um, I, I think it's odd that Conan is, at one point the queen calls him the king of thieves or something like that. And I think it's odd that he is like, he's internationally renowned at this point like everywhere he goes people know his name like random strangers like zula the grace jones character when he frees her she says like oh i i want to talk to conan everyone knows who this guy is he's that famous for being what a guy who steals stuff like i don't yeah, well, yeah, strong, obviously, but it's not like he's a great warrior. He's a thief. He's literally a guy who sneaks around and steals shit. Well, he did make that. Well, he was a great that big like religious cult thing up on the stage, right? Chucking a head down the stairs, right? But the queen is calling him the king of thieves, and they're hiring him because he's a thief. Like okay. everyone, like this is apparently his his job description is thief, not like warrior yeah. king or like, leader of tribes of yeah. it's you know, like fighters. it's like how those january 6th insurrectionists are all like world famous now you know you know them by name <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> they overthrew the yeah the snake yeah, cult the over- QAnon shaman that motherfucker they overthrew the snake cult and <laughs> it's a real reputation builder yeah but that's uh, i don't really get like i don't really get why like when does he become more than just some guy who's like stealing petty shit and getting drunk with his buddies. You know? He already was that. It's like he already went all the way. I know he already was that. He still day. is. What's going, like? I'm asking when when he's not anymore. It's like there's only like so many things in this world. You know, it's not. It's not like he's like. It's not like, you know, he goes from being like strong guy to executive strong guy. Like <laughs> there's only so many things in the world. You know, like. It, he he was a warrior. He was a slave. He uh, killed a lot of people and he stole a lot of shit. And like, thief is what they need. And thief is one of those things. So that's what it is. Not a satisfying answer. Doesn't make any sense. Mm, fine. How great is Arnold when he's acting drunk though? It's so awful. So good. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it, it always makes me wonder if he if he 
didn't if he like just never got drunk or something. But he's like my body is a temple. He's in <laughs> he's in pumping iron talking about how much he loves to drink beer and how that's what Austrians drink and milk is for babies and real men drink beer. And I just don't understand. Did he just never drink more than one? I don't understand. <laughs> maybe it's like sense. a maybe it's like a macho thing. So like when he when he drinks in real life, he like tries really hard not to act drunk because like he's too tough to like really like be vulnerable like that so when he gets on set he has to be like to the director like well i don't know how to act drunk because it doesn't really affect me well i gotta give the guy some some credit where credit's due i mean his acting all around from you know this movie to the last one is like a thousand times better his english is great he talks a whole lot more in this uh yeah they gave him a lot more to do yeah i mean he's he feels more like conan in this to me well, wasn't this was this was kind of right before he really blew up too like didn't terminator come out right after this yep i think so yeah this movie came out like three or four months before terminator came out which is kind of i mean that's kind of amazing because in terminator he's it's almost like a regressive role for him yeah when he's done when he's clearly shown he's got some chops but that doesn't demand as much but obviously you know still made him made his career it's funny i i'm I was just thinking about how, like, when I was my second semester in college, I transferred this school in the middle of nowhere in northern Connecticut, and um, there was just nothing to do there. So I was just, um, you know, basically buying, like, 30 packs. And my roommate drank, but he was never around. And none of the other people I knew there drank. And I used to hang out with these guys, in the like, on the floor below me who were all totally into, like, you know, working out and they were on sports teams and they were all really like muscular and strong and athletic and they would never drink. And I remember one time, I think they like, they all went in for like a six pack of Mike's hard lemonade. They were, I was like, Hey, I'm (laughs) getting some alcohol. What do you guys want? And they're just like, that real shit. They were like, Oh, it's a great idea. Let's, let's go wild on Friday. Get me a a six pack of Mike's hard lemonade. And they got lit up on like one Mike's Hard Lemonade a piece. <laughs> so maybe if you're, I mean, maybe if you're really taking care of your body, that's They're, that's yeah. they got the big situation. blood veins. They're more vascular, so like the yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> just distributing that alcohol throughout the body so quickly. Let's talk about the music in this movie for a little bit. It's the same guy who does the music, but he changed up the I, main theme, right? I like it though. I like it too, but it's I I like the um, first one yeah. also. The best part is when you get like the theme and it comes in right at the right moment when Conan is finally victorious, but then he stops it and then the the, the other thief guy runs in and like and like gets his little moment and they hit the theme right on again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he good. definitely it's definitely very cued up to to the moments in the movie really effectively, I think. Although I'm with you. I I really like the music in this movie. But I think if, like, you played me the theme from the original Conan and didn't tell me what it was from, like, five years from now, I would probably be able to guess it. But I think if you played me this theme, I would have no idea. Yeah, I I, yeah. I definitely agree. I think the theme from the first movie is a bit more iconic. But that doesn't yeah. mean that the theme from this is bad. It's still good. It's just not as notable, you know? They reused the, uh, they reused the melody of the orgy theme from the last one. When they're in the palace, like getting ready to sacrifice her, that is just the kind of thing a pervert would notice. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Why is this happening to me? <laughs> Colin, can we hear a little ditty? Can can you like hum it or something? No, because I I can't. Oh wait, okay. It's like 
I'm scared. <laughs> it's like. Anybody with me? I don't hear it. Did anybody order a pizza? With extra snake? Oh, extra snake. When I bite down on the snake topping, it's like I'm coming. <laughs> and then he has to punch a camel immediately. Yeah. Punching the camel is what they call it now. When that camel came all over me, it was like I was coming. It's like, I got to go. I got to go punch the camel. Oh, this is all yeah. too hot. All this snake talk is too hot. Let's talk about Wilt. How do we think he did in this movie? He was very giant. I wanted his character to have redemption at the end. I, like, it, you know, we all saw it coming that he was going to backstab Conan at some point and try to kill him. But I, I, f- right. I feel like throughout the journey, we grew to love him. And I wanted him to, like, I thought he grew respect for Conan, you know. And, like, I wanted to see him maybe try to kill him, but then, like, come back and save him at the end or something. But, alas, we did not get that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't I didn't really pick up on that. I was ready for him to to go. He they're they're dropping hints all over the place that he, there's like something going on where he's gonna betray Conan. Hints and like hints. They're not dropping <laughs> yeah. hints. The Queen tells him like 20 minutes into the movie after they get the horn, murder Conan. <laughs> he must die. That's a big hint. It's just a hint. <laughs> but yeah, he just I didn't. I don't. I don't. I didn't just really became agree with so that. familiar I, with him. They say his name Bumbata or Bombata or whatever it is like a thousand times in this movie. I was like, yeah, I, I like this guy. I want him to be the hero of this movie. I, in, in contrast to that, I disagree. I would rather see more like more Grace Jones character having more of an arc. That's what I'd I, 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 I would watch a Will Chamberlain spinoff of this movie a million times. This is another thing that when I go back in time, I would have a. Bumbata survived and <laughs> went on his own adventures. I honestly, I cannot stop thinking about it. every time, like several times when you've started talking, Harris. I cannot stop thinking about you, like having the power to change time and like <laughs> getting so getting so self righteous about how Conan Three is the answer. <laughs> Look, I'm traveling through time to like play the stock market and accumulate wealth, but my end goal is just to make more Conan movies with it. Look, I have no time to explain. I'm from the future, okay? Look, we need to green light the legend of Conan right now. Uh, he says he's from the future? Just give him the money. <laughs> Wait, so if we make this movie it'll be a huge hit and we'll make billions? Uh, <laughs> you got me. We'll see. Uh, I do like the aesthetic, like of the the band of Merry Misfits in this movie, a lot better than the the band of Merry Misfits of the first movie. Like, I feel like you've got really the giant, you've got the blonde, you've got the Asian wizard, and you've got the funny like Weasley guy, and then you've got Conan. It like. I feel like if you like, that's yeah, very Saturday. And you yeah. left Grace Jones out oh again. God, There's more variety. Right, <laughs> keep forgetting her. There's more variety. They don't all look like they're from the same tribe or same. Yeah, camp or exactly. It's very like you said, Christian. Right. It's very Saturday morning cartoon. Like if you drew a cartoon of this, like they all look very different. Whereas in the first movie, then the costume varieties are even more different yes, too. Yes. Not not that they didn't have different costumes in the first one. The wizard especially had a pretty cool costume. 
Um, but uh, yeah, in this one, they're all dramatically different outfits. I like the costumes in this one better, I think. I, although it's a, it's a really tough oh, yeah. call, but I do think I like the costumes in this better. Uh, in Conan's costume, there's not a lot of difference, but that head thing he wears with like yeah, the little, like no, the little yeah. nose guard in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a very pointless that's... and stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, but but a cool little uh, leather flare. Maybe yeah. they wanted something that made his nose look narrower. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> or the gap in his teeth smaller. <laughs> Yo, his gap is like on point in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Or he had a big I, zit right at the middle of his eyebrows, yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, um, maybe, yeah. Can we just turn the headband around so the little dangly thing is in the front? Um, Did, did his tooth gap ever change? Because, like, I, I like the gap in this movie, but I feel like um, I, didn't, I don't see the gap as much later. It does feel like it's gotten smaller over the years. Maybe he got braces or Invisalign or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or just got him capped or something. Yeah. Um... Maybe we should get a sponsorship from the Gap. <laughs> hey, now you're using your noodle. <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like this movie had uh, the pacing was good. Like, I, I, you know, the first movie it made me realize how slow and kind of boring in parts the first movie was. This movie was just kind of zipping along, and there was always something going on, and uh, it was True. fun. I was like with it the whole time. I I also went into this movie with low expectations. I had always known, like, the stigma of this movie is that it was the lesser of the two or the weaker one. Um, and yeah. so I kind of went into it thinking that, and I guess I was, you know, pleasantly su- surprised. Yeah, I'm at this point kind of leaning the other way. I'm kind of leaning towards, like, maybe Destroyer was what, like, that. maybe that's the one for me, you know? Yeah. It's my personal yeah, favorite I, between the two. I, I have it's more fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely saw this one more often growing up, and I've got like like this is when people mention Conan, I think of you know a lot of things, but I think James Earl Jones is the only thing I think about from the first one. And this one, it's like everything else. You know, the the princess and the monsters and Wilt Chamberlain and Grace Jones. That's like what I remember about. Conan and associate with it. So and despite all yeah, the blood this hits, one says a sentimental there's value. like a ton of blood hits in this movie with like blood gushing out and stuff. And a like couple slices, decapitations. A couple of decapitations. True. Despite all that, despite Grace Jones's ass hanging out for like the entire movie. And I think you even get like a beaver <laughs> shot when like there's a part when like she gets lifted up in the air and you see like right between her legs. I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, <laughs> this movie's rated PG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is I can't believe that, that I was getting targeted. Have, and, yeah. I was getting targeted for what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's trying to pinpoint the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fourteen year old one though. That's the key difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just healthy American male right now. But I didn't just, say just anything about her. Harris and, and, and Christian are in stern like agreement with me. <laughs> Yeah, just try to frame by frame that VHS Let's, tape. To get to is, the, is now is, is now the good time to bring Chris Hansen on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin, we've got a surprise for you. Oh, <laughs> you pervert. Come on. Um, it's funny I'm too because this was actually cut down to get the PG rating. It was originally rated R, and they made some cuts. I guess probably to blood stuff. I suppose. Well, I uh, do. I do know that they did. 
before uh, the queen sent Conan on the mission, there was a seduction scene there with he oh. had with her. Because it kind of doesn't make sense. Like all of a sudden, you cut to her and she's like almost naked, and he's there. Yeah. They so they cut something out there. I think to drop it down. I know that for sure. Yeah, she had some random costume changes. She's wearing a shirt that's like a see-through shirt with a bird across her boobs in one scene. Oh, and, and that's like only for a second. It's literally that was for costume. like one oh, shot. Man. And then she changes into another outfit. And I was like, wait, well, that bird shirt looks cool. What's going on here? <laughs> that re- yeah, I was, I'm really upset about that. Like, I was like really into that costume and then it just goes away. You're and I'm upset about it. Think about how the costume designer feels. My bird, <laughs> like, my precious bird. Oh, my magnum bird. opus, the best thing I did. Yeah, the bird titty shirt. Was my was my uh, the the coup de gras of this entire movie? Oh man, I could see that. I could see that being like a a, a great like onset like drama playing out is like some yeah. AD or PA or whatever is like, oh you know like the director is trying to cut the bird outfit again and then they have to go tell the costume designer who is gonna throw off fit. And that's that yeah that <laughs> shot was like a consolation. We'll put the bird in a shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's your bird. Oh man. What's the oh man? But like, yeah, the evil queen. Yeah, she's looking good. Does she seem right. like a good actress too, Colin? I said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, That's what Colin I'm likes saying. Colin That's likes what I'm the saying. oldies too. Colin likes the oldies too. The closer to money penny age in uh, yeah, in exactly. This movie that she's in. It's pretty much that middle ground that that like Renee Russo, Michelle Pfeiffer, adult <laughs> woman in her thirties <laughs> that that Colin stays away from. High or low, he's he's got no problems. What's the most memorable <laughs> line from this movie? Crumb. Okay. <laughs> crumb. Yeah, every time he screams crumb. I want to start doing that in my real life more often. Crumb. Crumb. Yes. Anytime I would have said like Jesus or oh God yeah. or what the hell. Crumb. I'm just gonna go crumb. Crumb. <laughs> crumb. I think it's when he yells enough talk and he like throws the knife at the guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that, that's probably that's, that's pretty awesome. iconic. That great. Yeah. That's just a great moment too. Enough of you, Jibba Jabba. <laughs> it's literally how I felt That's... watching the scene. I was like, uh, "How's he gonna get out of this? I don't know." I'm kind of, I'm like checking my watch. He's just like, "Enough talk." I was like, "Yes, I'm right there with you." <laughs> I love that too. He's like, he throws it like fully so hard that it just goes right <laughs> through the guy, but like it it plants in him, but it goes all the way through, and yeah. like. Uh, it's just like one of the goons too. Like he, he picked one at random, and that I guy. I thought it was like the main goon, like the the leader. It was this thing that threw me I mean, off a little bit, and I know it was like a costuming thing, but it makes no sense when they're having this epic battle that you guys are talking about. All the soldiers, none of them are wearing shirts. They all have helmets on and pants, so they're like <laughs> tomatoes basically for Arnold, and <laughs> just ex- hit him and they explode into blood. It's like they're going clearly, they're going to fight him, but they're like. Forget your shirts and armor. You don't need it. I also love there's a scene where so they they climb in the big mouth thing to escape, but the mouth thing is not all the way shut. So the soldiers like go up to the unshut mouth and they like wave their swords (laughs) underneath it. And and Conan's waving his sword back. They they, like just are tapping each other on the swords for no reason. It's like, are you fighting? What tapping each this? other, tapping each other on the swords is a word for another thing that they, they did at this time. Just if if you can't if you if you've got a friend with you, you don't have to punch the camel. You can just tap each other on the swords. <laughs> oh my god! Don't cross the streams, huh? Yeah. 
I do think that it's that it's important um, that these men be are bearing so much skin, especially because the women in these shows tend to always be wearing armor that's totally ineffective. Right, right. So it's nice that nobody's wearing good armor in this world. <laughs> Just everyone's got shitty armor that 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 shows off their bodies. I mean, the blood hits in this movie are awesome. Yeah, especially when uh, they are really good. when Will is swinging. Man, he hits somebody, and it's like an explosion of blood with that mallet thing yeah. he's got, that mace thing. And I yeah, think that that's weapon. because that that's probably because the prop is easier to to pack blood squibs in because I'm sure that blood is coming from the mace. So it's probably one of those things where like that mace is releasing a bunch of blood every time it thwonks somebody. Um, there's another good line that I liked where it's like the opposite of the roadhouse line, um, where she where where Jenna um, asks, "I suppose nothing hurts hurts you," and Conan says, "Only pain." <laughs> <laughs> and and when and when she's like. Um, when she's like talking about Grace Jones and she's trying to get somebody to help Grace Jones and, and she's like, there's six of them against her and Conan's like, one, two, three. I think you're right. <laughs> he wasn't acting. <laughs> he, he was really struggling. No, the, the worst is when he's pretending to be drunk. It's really that's, bad. Yeah. That's the worst. Like, I think we all agree. Yeah. The, ba- the battle, the face off of the two wizards is pretty great, man. The like, you're making the cross-eyed faces and the... Oh. Hand gestures, I love that. That's so great. Yes. And that was such a clever way to do it without sounds, having like visual effects. I thought that was really effective. It was so good. And the Akiro, that guy, the the performance doing those sounds like, so good. <laughs> yeah. like that's so yeah. good. What's great about this movie is that it like so easily could have felt half assed or like cheap, but yeah, it really does feel smart. Like they're they're making good decisions, good filmmaking decisions in a lot of the like yeah. uh, you know effects pieces and 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 all the set pieces and stuff like you know everything's really kind of satisfying and and feels earned and stuff when it easily could have been They shitty. were using their whole ass. Yeah. The whole ass, the whole enchilada. And like so this movie is pretty comparable to the first one. You're watching it and you're just like okay, it's a new adventure. Like it's pretty on par with the you know what happened in the first movie. And then the whole end sequence takes it to another level when they resurrect that so awesome. monster or demon or whatever it like it's so awesome <laughs> it just it, like totally it always as a kid awesome. it always reminded me of the hellhounds from ghostbusters kind of because they're like this really yes. twisted weird transformation and you don't really get a good full look at the creature which is another smart thing to do on a prop that's probably hokey looking right and it was really yeah. cool yeah, in fact, the the worst shots of it are probably the yeah. widest ones where you see it's like webbed arms and stuff. But they do a good job of being judicious about how how much they show and how often. And frankly, some of the close up stuff looks great when he's oh, ripping yeah. that horn off and it's got all those tendons <laughs> and shit inside. I remember, like, when I was a kid, I remember seeing it's that gross. being like grossed yeah. out and like you know almost losing my lunch because it's like I you know when you're a kid you think these things are kind of they they look real and I was like oh my god that's like what it would look like if an animal was getting its arm ripped off so that's what the yeah. inside of a penis looks like I absolutely like? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely was scared and grossed out yeah. by that thing the first time I saw it but it's just like it's fucking cool man that that thing is so cool and they get like different kinds of blood and bile to like ooze out of it when the horn is ripped off it's just it's it's some good work there. Yeah, and the fact that it's like indestructible, like Conan's hitting it with a sword and they're stabbing it in the face with daggers and nothing's hurting it until they figure out to rip the horn off. And of course, it's like something that's like the payoff is is Conan's the only one yeah. strong enough to actually defeat this thing because it needs to be physically ripped from its skull. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, all that sinew and, like, you know, oozing liquid coming out of the... Oh, yeah. And he's got those weird, like, fish monster <laughs> hands, too. Yeah. Well, and he's got, like, some weird... The weird mouth thing he's got going on. He's got, like, uh, the little sideways one up top, and then this, like, almost, like you guys said, this almost vaginal, right. like, continuation down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, the, the vaginal mouth and the, and the, uh, the fish... The fish hands, like you know, you turn it, you change him just a little bit. He's he's uh, cuddly, <laughs> like the dream catcher, whatever that that movie is. Oh god! <laughs> I was gonna say it's almost a precursor to the Predator. The Predator has like webbed, kind of like yeah, fishy kinda. looking elements, right? And a vagina that's mouth. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. right. They perfected Absolutely. the vagina mouth yes, for the Predator. Have. Once they, the technology wasn't quite there for this movie, but once they got to Predator, just like five or six years later, man, I, they I, just I love they knew, they knew what a vagina looked. I like love that, that before the transformation, you know, the Queen <laughs> had this vision in her head of this God coming to life and him just looking like the statue, like David, you know, like the Leonardo masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as she puts it in, it's this like horrendous thing, and she just gets immediately slaughtered. <laughs> Yeah. Well, one thing that I was one thing that I was thinking in this that I just I don't think I ever thought of before or noticed when I was younger um, was, you know, you have this beautiful statue of this like boy with a horn in his head. That's their God that they worship. And I always just assumed that they got more than they bargained for or that it wasn't what it was made out to be. But then when I was watching it this time, the statue starts moving and she says, as soon as it comes to life, we got to sacrifice the oh. virgin. And I'm wondering if that's if that is I mean it's totally implied, totally reading between the lines, but I'm wondering if that is sort of the consequence of not sacrificing the virgin is instead of being this beautiful god boy with a horn in his head, I think it becomes right. an evil creature who starts just that's murdering what, everybody. That's what Akiro says. Akiro says that that's what's going to happen when he like reads the the text on the wall in the temple where they stole the horn. Oh, okay. Then it isn't subtext. It is yeah. just right that it's regular old text on a wall in a temple. That's why the queen. When it starts happening, and um, uh, what's it? Grace Jones? She murders the like the priest man who's supposed to do the killing. The queen starts freaking out and saying like, "Somebody kill her now because like it's a monster and that's wrong." Yeah. And then at that point, like, there's some real incompetence going on with her like um, underlings because they're all just like, "What?" You know? Yeah. You think you'd have a backup virgin killer? on hand you know like you know or, in executions or you know, normally like if you have like a yeah or if you're in a palace like that and you are you know technically the monarch and you're barking out an order somebody i mean these guys are really standing around that's that's we're just extras don't we don't know so <laughs> so what you yeah what you're what i'm hearing colin is that she is probably not a great manager because she's no i such i doubt her leadership skills and honestly yeah. maybe that's why they had to cut the bird costume scene is because at that point she would have been too believable as a leader to like when she's out there in that bird costume she's just it's a power so suit. yeah so yeah. beautiful and commanding and just like you know you wear that costume you, you've got your shit together and then in the next scene she's gonna say like someone do something and you got guys being like well i don't know it's not my you know? job i'm yeah. just a temp you know yeah like, come on it's just it doesn't come together i don't know if you guys and that's probably i don't, I don't yeah. I know I, it's always <laughs> fun to see how uh, modern media or games pulls inspiration from things and um i don't know if you guys play video games at all um i'm a big fan of the uncharted series and uh in one of the more recent games, one of the 
sought after items, I don't know if you can see this, was the Tusk of Ganesh. And it looks almost exactly oh yeah it looks exactly <laughs> like the horn in this movie <laughs> so when i was playing that game i was like conan the destroyer that was so cool <laughs> yes i'm sure it was like we were what was yeah. it we were talking about like a mortal combat like ripped from enter the dragon and it like basically Big the Trouble, creators Little of mortal Kombat, like the movies that they watched yeah. as kids like that that's yeah. what they stole from yeah yeah and that's, I, I mean, I, the, the Uncharted game series is amazing, but also it's very heavily inspired by yeah, like Indiana yeah. Jones, but just like adventure movies in general. I think it's got like that, It's they're very cinematic. It's amazing how after like the second one, they became right. these really just incredibly cinematic games. And I think a big part of that is like embracing sort of, it, it does embrace this sort of 80s movie mm. mythos mm. of like epic adventures and like, insanely high body counts <laughs> but you know uh but like it's always fun plot twists double crosses stuff like that which is what you're seeing in this it's set in a different it's set in obviously a different world than what we'd see in indiana jones or some of the other things that we're used to but it is your basic adventure movie you know um do we have anything else left to say about this movie the final scene colin you were mentioning it earlier i feel sad like like i don't you know, I, I'm thinking of, like, the character not, you know, as, like, being way too young. And, like, I feel a little sad for her. I think she's doing a good job of being, like, you know, this this whole thing, this is, like, a great thing that happened to me. And, like, I like this crew, and me and this crew are going to, like, rule the kingdom now. And, you know, like, things could have worked out between her and him. And, you know, it just, it couldn't, it couldn't be that way. But it's it's a bittersweet, you know? Like, yeah, Conan's got to go on his adventures, but man, what could have he been? didn't want to be the first man, you know, he, yeah. his ego couldn't have taken it. That's, you know, that's, you may have a point, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I like that. And then I like that it goes to that same final shot of him sitting on the throne in the future, presumably. Oh, yeah. Uh, of the first movie. But did they just reuse the same footage or did they reshoot that? Because he had a beard in the first one, but I didn't see the beard this time, right? I think it's yeah, a he has a spear too. I don't know if there's a spear in the first one, but he has a spear in this one. Yeah, they definitely reshot it. He's got different armor and different weapons. He's kind of covering his mouth. He's like going you said, like, this. like you said, so you can't see if he has. a Yeah, beard. he. But he. I don't think he's got a beard in this one, and I think he. I think he's supposed to look slightly younger. I, I have no idea. Um, anyways, I this is interesting. The um, guy who did the creature design, so the guy who created the um, sideways vagina mouth uh, creature from the black lagoon unicorn thing um is carlo rambaldi who also designed et oh um, really he did special effects on alien and close encounters of the third kind and hmm. the 70s king kong so he did a lot of fun different famous things. this is actually With et's original look and then they decided to change it yeah <laughs> he also did the never-ending story and oh, um, yeah it, and he was the creature creator for Dune. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wow. This guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't Dune come out in 1984 or 1985? Something like that. 84, I think. They, they might have same been shooting around the yeah. same time, if not. They were, actually. In fact, I read that on IMDb last night, that this oh. movie has some of the same sets, and they were shooting at like literally the same time. Like They were taking turns. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So he had a short commute from one set set to the other. He's credited too as the creature designer just for 
Dagoth. So apparently that he just showed up and he was like, oh, you need a monster? I got monsters. Yeah, because the other... I'll give, I'll give you my backup ET. The other creature <laughs> isn't that great. It's just well, like I was going to say, it's like weird. there were some odd choices with that creature. It looked like they just glued prosthetics on him. They just didn't bother to paint anywhere else. Like... Yeah, he had like he had like one. man pecs and then green lining and and the arms were the worst. There were like patches just glued on in certain spots. I I don't understand. And his the mouth is weird. He's got yeah. like a thing in his mouth and it's just his tongue and he's just like <laughs> like sticking his tongue out. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why Carlo Rambaldi is credited specifically as the creature designer yeah. of the one thing because he was like, do not give <laughs> yeah. me credit for anything else you did in this movie. I made the good monster. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, like the the satin the satin hooded cape doesn't it doesn't fully match for me. I thought he pulled it off. <laughs> okay, they do well, that effect fair. when like all the mirrors <laughs> open up and like all the red hooded cloaked guys come out at the same time. But like, there's clearly I don't know if it was my TV or like it looked to me like an effect rather than hire a bunch of actors who all just wear red cloaks like and look kind of the same. They did some sort of weird effect there with mirrors. He like or something. masked the same guy in ten times. <laughs> yeah, like why? Why yeah. just use actors in red clothes? They didn't have like a cloak budget or something. Well, but they they were gonna do that special Man. effect where they all walk into the walk into each other to yeah, be that's the one true. person, right? So yeah, that's fine. But in that I like that effect. Shot, there's no reason. Yeah, but also I thought true. that was kind of silly too, because why be the one person when you can be all the people and be very confusing? But I did like that the guy was like made out of mirrors, and then at the end that was cool. They pull over, open the cloak, yeah. and there's just a pile of mirrors. And that's why he was so sad, why he looked so forlorn when the mirrors started getting broken, because he was like, those could have been cousins, or maybe they're parts of him. I don't know. Either way, it was depressing yeah. for him. It's We're never going to understand mirror magic like that. Yeah, he was is, like, it's beyond here us. I was, trying to play this funny practical joke where I turned into a you know, firebird and kidnapped a girl and, you know, and I was going to have them all. I've got a big dinner set up in the other room. I was going to invite them all in and be like, gotcha. And then he started smashing my mirrors. And I forgot that Will Chamberlain pulls a Mike Tyson and bites his fucking ear off. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought he bit his ear off, like off, off. (laughs) I I thought so too. I still think so. I still don't know that he doesn't. I also thought that Conan chopped Will Chamberlain's leg off when he literally slices him through the thigh and Will topples over like a fucking tree. But then in the next scene, he's like up standing and kicking people and stuff again. Yeah. This whole end sequence is so good. Even like the flashing lights going Uh, on the whole time. It's just mm -hmm. great. Oh, there's the creature. Wow. Looks like a big. And I love shit. him when he's got like the sword in one hand yeah, and the battle dude. axe in the other, and I'm like, oh, that's the He-Man <laughs> exactly. shot. Yeah, like, it's the exact exactly. He-Man weapons. He doesn't even use the axe really. He just holds I know, it for he's like just there that, for the that one shot. Pose. Oh boy, and I do like the that the creature. It's got this big honking horn, and it actually uses it to impale totally. people. It's like that's like this one of its moves. This didn't occur to me the first time I saw this or recently, but that creature could have easily been. A foe of the Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, I had that same thought. Oh, like yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, I, I would, I would agree. Yeah, I wanted. Uh, what's the, what's her name? What's the female villain from, uh, from Power Rangers? Oh. oh, I forget her name, but I wanted her to show up and be like, "Take that, Rangers!" <laughs> yeah. Or imagine Arnold being what like, "It's Morphin Time." <laughs> <laughs> They've got a little team. Yeah. They, they like. Yeah. Uh, so are we gonna do top four or what? What's the deal here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, I mean, we can't do Arnold. Uh, 
I I don't know. My uh, I can see you put a lot of thought into this, which is why I'm not going to be critical about it. You can see that, can't you? Um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else in this movie who's done four movies. <laughs> yeah, can should we do Bob the Goon? Do we know what his name is? Uh, I think it's. I feel like we're gonna get two if of them. If I did, pretty, I, we'd be cheating because then we'd know immediately. It's Tracy Tracy Walters yeah. is his name. Yeah, that's too that's too easy, or too hard, or yeah, too hard. Um, is this gonna be the first about... time we don't do top four because the person responsible for it can't come up with one? I mean, who would you pick? I don't know. Do, do John Milius? I, I haven't had that problem because when it's my turn, I know. Didn't we already well, do John Milius? Yeah, we did probably we? did know. something. Let's do uh, James Earl Jones again. <laughs> <laughs> Just do someone tangentially like connected to this movie. I know. Come yeah, on, James God. Earl Jones. We're doing James Earl Jones. We did didn't we do James Earl? Didn't we? Yeah, we James? did. Wait, what if we did do him? If we we can't did remember him earlier. Why don't we do uh, Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> Oh yeah, That's okay. Good. Let's yeah, let's try Dolph Lundgren. Oh, well, thank you, guest, <laughs> for doing Colin's job for him. That's how we do it. All right, Dolph Lundgren. Top four. IMDb. Who's gonna go first? Yes, go first. So this should be a gimme. Christian doesn't know how to play. Just I think remind me, do I, am I, I guessing to... what the, the top four are they're known for? Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah on IMDb. Yeah, but which you, means you guess that one might, at a time. It might we, not actually be, yeah, it might not actually be a good Okay, movie. well, yeah, Dolph you Lundgren. Know. So I'm first. This one should be easy. Yeah. If it's not on the top four, I will be shocked. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier is correct. Wow. Wow, <laughs> took a risk there, though. Well, the most obvious um, one I didn't want to go with. <laughs> well, I do want to go with the most obvious one. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say Rocky Four. Rocky Four is correct. Wow. All right. You guys have left me in the dirt here. You got another um, obvious one, dude. Matt's been scouring IMDb. <laughs> Come on. There's a few more. I'm going to say The Punisher. Wrong. What, what, Wrong. What, what did I compare this movie to? Yeah. It's your My turn. turn? Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Masters of the Universe is correct. Good one. All right. Um, I am going to go with, I could think of a couple of good options, but I'm going to go with The Expendables. The Expendables oh, is wrong. wrong. That's a good oh, guess, though. It. Hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, Creed 2. That was going to be my Creed 2 is wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Oh damn! Is it back to me now? Yet? Wait, yeah, I th- yeah. Oh, we wait, are. it is the hint round. He's got to give a hint. Second okay. time through, yeah. All right. I I feel like the hint might be too easy. So make it hard. The star of this movie is also in a movie called Chain Reaction. See, that's a hard hint. That is a hard hint. I know. I know who's in the movie Chain Reaction. Me too. Uh-huh. It doesn't help. I know me. two people who are in Chain who, Reaction. I know two people who are in it and it doesn't neither one of them helps me. Who is in Chain Reaction? It's uh Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman, yeah. I think. Keanu Reeves is the person I was talking about. Gosh, I don't know. So, um, so Keanu Reeves is the star of a movie that that Dolph Lundgren is also in. Yeah. But Keanu Reeves isn't in 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. All right. So let's say let's say I was gonna try to give you a hint by um you know taking the first initial from several words to create a memory device. What would I be doing <laughs> in that situation? Oh god. <laughs> As usual, Colin, your hints are way too hard or way too well, easy. I, yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna guess one that I know. I Who's think it's my turn, right? I'm just gonna guess one I know is in. Yeah. But it's probably not top, not top four. Uh, Kindergarten Cop Two. <laughs> that is wrong. Wrong. <laughs> excellent. That excellent exists. Guess, though. Excellent. I didn't guess. know there was a part. Yeah, two, that's straight. I, yeah, straight me neither. I'm ashamed to say I I've never either. seen it. I haven't. Seems like it would be great. Um, uh, I guess I'll put us out of our misery and guess Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah, that is correct. Colin, <laughs> Colin Tind was That's a very, top very four? helpful. Really shocking, yeah, dude. For Dolphin, shocking. <laughs> I didn't even remember him being in that. I would say Expendables <laughs> over that any day, dude. But I mean, I thought my hints were like awesome. <laughs> awesome. If you hints. said Laser Thumb, I would have got <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Or, or yeah, Rambo I mean, knife crucifix. <laughs> uh, you didn't like how I like suggested the term mnemonic device. I I liked it because because Christian didn't get it. Yeah, it was he's like, I know next. exactly. <laughs> it was um, a memory device. Or something. Yeah. Um, all right. I should have that, said Roy G. Biv. That, that would have been way too hard. Even like he's in like the rainbow. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that would have just broken my brain, and I think I just would have had to quit the podcast. But that is a my, my initial thought was it I didn't is. know uh, Dolph Lundgren was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> that was my initial. I was thought. thinking Speed. I'm like, is he the bus in Speed? What's happening? <laughs> he's the bus. <laughs> He's the bomb. And he's... <laughs> His face is on the front of a bus. <laughs> I'm playing the role he's of like, the bus. He's making vroom vroom noises with his mouth. Just in front of he a green also, screen. They're um, like, yeah, it'll work. It'll make sense. Don't worry. And, and for his hair, he has a bus cut. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> nice. I tried not to laugh at that, and I couldn't. You had to sh- give respect where it was due. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's rate this this thing. Have we reached the end of the road? The merciful end of the episode. Uh, Who wants to go first? Colin, Harris, not me. Um, I can go. All right, Harris, go ahead. Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah, I I guess I don't have too much to say about it, um, except that I felt like it did all the stuff that I liked about the first one. And it did a lot of those things better. Um, love the sets. Love the costumes. Uh, I thought the performances were great. I love the cast. I just think just the entire thing. It's like, it's goofy. It's stupid. It's cheesy. It's all those things. But it's also really fun. And like we've been saying, it's it's a fun adventure story on par with like an Indiana Jones or something like that. Um, so, yeah, this was a, a blast to watch again. And I probably haven't seen this since I was pretty young. Um, at least not all the way through, and it was just it was a hoot. It was it was a lot of fun. I imagine it was a lot of fun to make, and you know definitely holds up. I think pretty well, all things considered, except for the sexy fourteen year old, Colin. 
What uh, the <laughs> hell? I didn't make the movie. Yeah, but you were I you wasn't had to look there. At your face. You sick you pervert. You had to look at your face that was like <laughs> mention the girl again. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it. Uh, I gave the last one six Timothy Dolphins. I can't bump this one up to seven, but I, it's like it is. I, I like it slightly better, but it's. I'm going to give it another six Timothy Dolphins. All Your right. logic is not sound, yeah. but I'll take it. <laughs> I like it better than the last movie, but I won't give it a higher score. <laughs> well, you know, there's like there's like a lot of room between a six and a seven. It's on a ten scale. It's like maybe a half better, but I don't give half points. You know, you know and neither should anyone that. else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess sure. I'll go then. I guess you could. Um. Yeah, basically, like, the, the first Conan is just much more of a, like, an origin story and much more of a, a personal journey for the lead character, Conan. This movie is um, basically, you know, a lot more about the world of Conan and, like, you know, the crew he's with and, like, the adventures that, that a character like Conan can go on. And there's more magic and, and the, the crew of characters is you know, interesting and like the, the pace keeps moving. You know, I always thought of the first one as better. I'm, I'm feeling like I, I, I waited too long in between the last time I watched this and the time I watched it now. And I, I'm going to watch it again, you know, sometime soon. Cause I just, I enjoyed all of it and it was great. And I think I'm going to give it eight Timothy Dolphins because, um, I don't remember what I gave the first one, but you're pulling a Harris. Let's know, just I, say I that <laughs> you like this one better. But oh, you're yeah. the same score. I like this one better, but I'm going to the same score. Well, maybe I'll change something in the in the um, the wrap up yes. show. Well, we know you're not going lower, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything. I could do anything, Christian. You want to give us your summary? Yeah, sure. So I was actually excited. Matt asked me or invited me to this movie because it's one of my favorites from childhood as i mentioned earlier um us 80 babies it was all about masters of the universe and as far as i was concerned this was how i wanted the masters of the universe to be not that other way <laughs> no disrespect off <laughs> but uh yeah i understand he's an avid listener to your podcast um so i mean for that most most of that reason the nostalgia factor and the fact that it's one of my that i've seen it inside and out when i was a kid it was uh, really fun to come back, you know, decades later and watch it again and have all those memories, like, come back and be like, oh, this is the horn part. And, like, almost like I was seeing it for the first time again. Um, and I didn't watch the first Conan very recently, but I watched it within the last three or four months. And I agree with what you guys say. Um, it's it's a good movie, and it's probably more iconic. But um, this one's more fun. You just you can you can actually watch this one with your kids kids and there wouldn't be as more, you know traumatizing. There's some traumatic stuff. She's but. 14, son. <laughs> you can, oh God! What the hell? Exactly. So I mean, I with know that, I couldn't believe it either. And I've always been a big Arnold fan, and I. I, I Why is that your pervert voice, Matt? <laughs> It's like a little bit like Keebler Elf, but like a little bit Leprechaun, but like a little bit just like regular fucking American guy. It's very weird. Quiet, you. Shoren Vigora, where are your kids? <laughs> I've got lucky charms for the kids. 
Uh, excuse me, Harris. Excuse me. Lucky Blarms only on this lucky. show. Oh, take a look at me, Lucky Blarms, kids. <laughs> Christian, just so you know, Lucky Blarms is uh, the official cereal of uh, License to Watch. Oh, okay. They're basically just Lucky Charms, but the second word starts with a B instead. Oh, I get it. <laughs> the the B is for better. <laughs> Sorry, we've totally derailed Christian's uh, analysis, okay. which is uh, wrap up. So. No, it's cool. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's hard for me to remember what the first Arnold movie was I saw, and I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Arnold, but I'm pretty sure it was this one. And uh, it, ever since then, it's always been a special movie for me. So I know you guys do the Timothy Dolphins, but I'm going to give this one eight camel punches. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I like everything you guys are saying. I feel like we're all on the same page here. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. And actually, the first movie I'd only ever seen one time before the most recent viewing. So I'm pretty new to this series. However, I was always aware that it existed, but for some reason just like was never introduced to it by a parent or a friend or anything. Um, and maybe maybe they were hard to come by or something as a kid. I don't know. Maybe you got to second guess your your who you associate with your parents. And yeah, I I'm learning that late in life. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed both of these movies. Um, but I have to say, I think I enjoyed the second one a little bit more. It is more fun. Uh, it being PG, which in the '80s is basically like a hard R today. <laughs> um, um, like had no effect on. Really, I mean, there was less boobs, but the boobs in the first movie were kind of inconsequential anyway, and it was just like boobs for the sake of being there, you know? Remember, there um, was no PG-13 in 1984. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what was allowed? Like, in, obviously, violence wasn't a thing. Like, just blood decapitation, sure. <laughs> you, you, could show, you could show, like, a boob in a non-sexual way in a PG movie, and you could have, like, certain amount of swear words. It's crazy. Wow. It's like another, it's like another world. Um, it's, it's like another time, another time created by a man going back in time to create Conan Three. <laughs> we should just do a third episode of this series as if we've seen the third Conan movie. <laughs> just talk about Conan Three. Yeah, we just tell our story of like how Harris like fucking hell bent on, on achieving the power of time travel. Fucking went rogue and just got back there, and and, and we all knocked down it the and door it, yeah. and agreed that it kind of jumped the shark. A <laughs> yeah, little bit. it really didn't need to be made. <laughs> the worst one for they sure. should have stopped yeah. after two. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost as if you can tell that someone was really forcing this to be made, and that is what happened. Like, was that like Roger Ebert, his review on TV? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It almost That's feels exactly like a hand from the future came back through time. It almost feels like a time traveler forced this movie to be made despite the fact that everyone was against it. It's almost like he went back in time to the gold rush era and started investing in stocks to accumulate a vast fortune so he could single-handedly finance a series of Conan sequels and spin-offs, none of which were necessary, and they all turned out poorly. Yes! It's almost exactly like that. Just Roger Ebert saying all of those things yeah. is so funny. Gene Siskel's just like, you know, Ebert, I feel like you're full of shit. <laughs> you're a fat fuck and I never liked you. You can shut up, Siskel. There was so much camel punching in this one. That's what the people are here for. They want to 
you see camels get punched and <laughs> yeah no they they split on the thumbs up thumbs down for conan 3 they, they did they did but that's only because that's only because Harris went back in time to when Siskel was a child <laughs> and removed his thumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Why did we pick sorry. a thumb system? You don't have any thumbs. <laughs> Quiet, you. I don't know. I thought this. We've same. been doing this for years, and it's always a thumbs up or a thumbs down from Ebert, and then just nothing from Siskel. Just dead air. Just a lot of like. Oh he just shrugs. He just shrugs and looks at his thumbless hands. Why? Why did we make the show this way? I can't remember. It's like we had a valid reason, and now it's gone. <laughs> Look, I'm dying. I'm, I'm, I'm like crying right now. Oh my god! Oh, is this? Are we still in match summary? Yeah, yes. we are. If only we could go back in time and start it over again. Um, <laughs> Just a second, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think the ending just sealed the deal for me. That whole end sequence was great. I feel like if if I were tasked to make a sword and sandal movie or a sword and sorcery, whatever the fuck movie, uh, I feel like it would be something like this. <laughs> Maybe with more monster, perhaps. But there is something to... S- definitely more nipples. Yeah, definitely more nipples. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'd watch it again, and I'd show it to people. I would, In fact, I would issue it a license to watch. <laughs> yes! Yes! Uh, but first of all, I'd show it to people. I'd show it to people. <laughs> I'd show it to people. Oh, I definitely, I would get out there and show it to people. <laughs> I gave the first movie a six, and I'm going to be fucking bold and give this one seven Timothy Dolphins. Whoa, so you're saying it's better, so you give it a higher score? Yeah, it's called Logic. <laughs> <laughs> novel, novel idea. Novel idea. Oh, man, we did it. We fucking did it. Yeah. Well, Christian, um... You're actually, uh, because you're on the last movie of a series, you get to bear witness to us uh, announcing our next series. And uh, to do so, I will cue the music. So we're done with our twofer series, our, our three for twofer series, where we've done three twofer, two, three movie series that have two movies in them back to back to back. And now we're finally getting back to basics. And I've selected a series of four films. Uh, a, a movie series that begins in 1975 and ends in, I think, 1989. Uh, some might call it a classic film series. Some might call it uh, an epic fall from grace. <laughs> but that's for us to decide. The movie series, of course, is the great summer series. Jaws. The franchise consists of four movies. Jaws, the Spielberg classic. Jaws 2. Jaws 3D, which if we can watch it in 3D would be fantastic. Uh, And ending with the classic Jaws the Revenge. Also known as Jaws 4D. (laughs) I wish. Is there Uh, a Jaws double D? (laughs) (laughs) There's a piranha. Yeah, that's what I was joking at. (laughs) Yeah. I think I saw that with you, Matt, in the theaters. <laughs> it's possible. Um, yeah, 
Jaws, are you guys excited for that? I mean, it's going to be our summer series. Uh, it'll be those episodes will be airing around Shark Week time. It's going to be it's going to be a good summer, boys. I, I know Chums. for a fact that I yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I know for a fact that I have never seen any of the Jaws's past Jaws one, Ooh. and I've only I've only seen the first Jaws once. Like I've seen scenes from the first Jaws many times. But I've only seen that movie all the way through once because I don't like watching bodies get dismembered, um, and it grosses me out and freaks me out when the shark eats the, when that when that sh- leg with the shoe still on it is floating down in the water. Uh, I hate that part. Um, so this will be interesting for me because I've seen parts of all these on TV, and obviously I've seen some real cheesy shit in some of them. Oh yeah, but this could be interesting. This could be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to much like The Exorcist. I'm looking forward to watching some. Good movies, some not so good movies, and just a lot of shit I haven't seen before. Which I'm is so rare. jealous I don't get to be a part of Jaws three. It is like <laughs> it's epic on so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it's got the worst visual effects um, you've ever seen in your life. It's incredible. I, I, I have seen the shark explosion at the end of Jaws three, and it's probably <laughs> the reason why I've never seen Jaws three. And that's actually one of the better <laughs> effects in the movie. <laughs> I wish we could also do Jaws the Ride, like as a, <laughs> like a bonus a episode. Oh, I would love that too. Yeah, like we could record it live on the ride. Just get a lot of kids like farting and screaming and stuff. I don't know. Maybe this is a bad idea. You know, it's the end of the show when both uh, Harris and Christian are blowing their nose simultaneously, and I'm hitting the mute button so I could let out an epic <laughs> fart over here. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what you pay for, folks. That's it. This is what the audience comes for. Uh, yeah, no, but I think we'll get some uh, some good quality audio audio stuff for um, for Jaws. Some good bites. <laughs> it's it we'll give the people oh something God. they can really sink their teeth into, you know. Of course, uh, we're all now we're all we're all scaring our yeah. brains for puns. <laughs> <laughs> no, well when. When Matt said he was going to do this one, like I, I told him, I've always thought that it's a crime that the movie doesn't end going to black and coming up with a title card that just says Finn. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, well, I guess do that. Finishing that thing, this episode with a bang. All right. I'm sorry, but like the the Siskel asking. Ebert why they're doing a segment on thumbs up when he has no thumbs thing fucking killed me that I'm dead like I'm done <laughs> oh my god yeah I can't remember I can't it's remember like either <laughs> why would we make it about thumbs it could have been right. head we nodding stop or... now? <laughs> it had to be thumbs why Roger why Roger <laughs> alright Christian man thanks for coming back you're now a two for guest. It's perfect because this is a two for series. Uh, so thanks, thanks again for for doing this. Do you have anything that you want to plug or like something you've got going on you want to talk about? Uh, you know, the same as last time. Um, I just have my. First of all, I have to explain. I'm sick. I don't know if we made this clear. I have a bad cold, so I don't sound like myself. And if you hear a couple of snorts and sniffs in there, it, Matt did a bad job editing. <clears throat> that being said, uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, social media and. YouTube, I do a bunch of fun movie trivia videos and movie reviews, and and I occasionally write for GeekTyrant.com. Um, that's pretty much it. I always have a good time when you invite me, and uh, I would do it more if you if you threw an invitation out. So if you ever have any last-minute quitters, 
consider me, please. Oh, for sure. That's good to know because we yes, have that often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome. Basically, yeah, sometimes forward. in the first couple of minutes of the podcast, they'll, they'll just get a load of what's going on. They'll just be like, you know what? This is not what I thought it was going to be. I got to. We've go. had two people in recent memory, like halfway through the show, be like, "I'm tired. Can we wrap this up?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, names, I look forward. But, um, Colin drove them away. <laughs> yeah. I will say that much. It was all that 14 year old. That is talk. a name. That's my name. I didn't. I never said anything. Something about thumbs. Yeah, it wasn't what you said, Colin. It's what you were thinking about saying. We can see it on your face. Maybe you should just turn your Zoom camera off. Pervert. Pervert. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it. Uh, Christian, thanks again, man. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Um, Yeah. How can we close the show? Enough talk. All right. That's the end of our show. Thanks for listening. Rate us. Subscribe. Call in. We have a website. Go to our website. It's uh, www.podpage.com slash L2W. We have a voicemail feature where you can send us messages. So do that, you jerks. Uh, special thanks to Suburb once again for doing our theme song for this series. Uh, kicks ace. And uh, special thanks to our special guest, Christian Odlin. Check him out on YouTube at One Minute Critic. And uh, yeah. That's about it. So I hope you liked our Conan stuff and stay tuned for our official rankings of these movies, all two of them. And we'll check you next time for Jaws, the first episode of four classic movies. I, of course, have quotes around the word classic, and you'll understand why real soon. So until then, see you later, fuckers. of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And on to this, Una, destined to bear the jewel crown of Apollonia upon the troubled throne. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.